1: day, baby Lou. The Warriors are one game away from being NBA champions. Game 6, Boston, 6 p.m. Pacific. How are you feeling? Ah, this is is the moment. This is the
2: moment. Somehow, it feels like 14, 15 to me. It doesn't feel like the other two titles. It it doesn't feel like the one that they lost against Cleveland. It, It definitely doesn't feel like the one against Toronto. So, to me, Sam, it feels like that first championship. I believe that the warriors are going to take it home tonight and uh it's a Ooh. great feeling.
1: So okay, so I'm I picked warriors in 7 before the series started. After game 4, I started thinking 6 is in play. Right. And watching game 5, I I, I I'm thinking I think the warriors have them figured out to be yep. honest. Yep. Um doesn't mean Boston can't win game 6. So I'm currently at 60% confidence level that they close in 6. Where are you?
2: Yeah, you you were you picked the Warriors in seven, but you were more confident than me. And I picked the Warriors in six. So it was it was a weird, like I, I was I was a little afraid because I compared them a little bit to OKC before the series, but I thought right. the Warriors would be good enough to wear them down and and finger them out and win the last two games pretty comfortably. That's where I was at. Now that I'm seeing my prediction come true, Sam, uh, because I am I am always right with all of the things that I say. Uh, Now I'm pretty darn confident.
1: We should have known when you called nine and one and friend of the show, Trista tried to troll you and you ended up right. The light years powers are back. We were not to be messed with. It's 1415 over again. Um, I like your 1415 call out because however it plays out, like I feel rejuvenated energy with this team. You know what I mean? Been through a couple down years, the middle of last year, I wasn't, I wasn't really sure they'd ever get back. Like, it really did feel like no. they were going to kind of, you know, toil away in the final years. And it was going to be frustrating. And it does feel like rejuvenating to be here. And on that note, yesterday at Media Day, Draymond Green had a great story about the flight over to Boston, six hours, chatting it up with Bob Myers.
3: It's funny. Uh, we were we were sitting on the plane Yesterday, and Steph, Clay, and I, uh, we, we sit at the same table. And Bob walked past and he like, man, you guys are funny. Y'all still sit together. <laughs> he's like, y'all don't understand. It's 10 years, like, this does not happen. Like, guys still sitting together at the same table? Like, he's like, guys not even on the same team for 10 years, let alone still sitting at the same table and enjoying each other's conversation and presence. What a what a I mean just what a segue
2: holy shit uh what well, I mean dude uh yeah he, he talked about kind of the guys being
1: together still to this day which is insane and that has never happened before I just I, I want to take a step back because that everyone heard the audio and it's like you know first off of course Bob Myers is like waxing poetic. I'm just imagining Bob on the verge of tears like we don't get 10 years with anyone. He's the most emo dude. Is he not <laughs> the most
2: emo dude? He don't look like an emo dude. He's just he's like a six Do you think eight, he pulled right? out
1: a bottle of red wine and just talked with Draymond holding back the tears the whole time? Yeah, oh, he or he's holding back tears. Or do you think are you think he's saving that for after the uh oh. what, do um, were, what do you
2: think what do you think you're talking about 6 hours
1: on a flight? Like I know Draymond could talk about anything. I just but Bob
2: Myers just only oh my I, I think
1: they're talkers. Um Clay being like I was ignoring them trying to sleep sounded like the most on thing.
2: It's <laughs> like, dude, right? Like, dude, I'm hungover or I'm high, like, shut up. I don't want to hear this. I I can I can totally see that conversation. Meanwhile, Steph's got the kids in the back just playing with us with his three kids, relaxing while while these dudes are just chopping on face
1: up. on FaceTime, losing <laughs> connection because we all know like Wi-Fi when you're flying is hit or miss. Just <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, I, but the sentiment is really what yep. matters, which yep. is like, look. Well, Uh, we're excited about the Warriors players for the future. There's a lot of good young teams in the NBA. You don't get to see a group stick together for 10 years very often. You even less often get to see them achieve the highest fall down and have a chance to get back to the top. Like the Warriors are playing Boston. Um, This is Tatum's fifth year in the NBA. He's 24 years old, dude. How crazy is that? So for five years, Tatum, Smart, and Jalen Brown have played together. And fe- and just to put it in perspective, like those three guys have been teammates for five years. These guys have been teammates for twice as long. You know, it's I, this. I think Boston might be the second most tenured three man core where they've all been teammates for that long. I know. Right. Giannis and Middleton have been teammates for like seven or eight years, which is like right. impressive, but that's two guys. It's just one of those things where you don't see this sort of stuff all the time. And I think that's kind of, you yep. know, when I'm listening to Draymond's tone, it's like of all players, he might've, he's probably had the most humbling playoffs. Yeah. So there's probably a little bit of perspective of like, dude, I, I'm not going to be that guy forever, so I I need to enjoy it. That's kind of yeah. how I heard it.
2: I, and, and, I mean, let's start with Draymond. That's the guy that's figured this stuff out in the last two games. He's still not making shots. Frankly, the Warriors
1: aren't making shots. Uh, everyone besides Steph. Yeah, even even Wiggs four. going off in Game 5, it was by attacking the cup. It wasn't by hitting jump shots. He didn't make a shot, so we'll, we'll yeah. get to that here in a second, right? But
2: it's just this team... Uh, with Draymond figuring it out defensively that's when you say on the last last podcast when you say that the Warriors figured out Boston maybe it's defensively it's that this team understands how to guard that Boston offense which is not great but now they've had them essentially look like one of the worst offenses in the NBA and that's how they've won these last two games so um but I think back to the those three guys I think it's you mentioned rejuvenated. I don't feel like this team is sitting on their last legs. And, and this is like a last hurrah. They're like on a flight to Boston. And they're like, well, we win this and this is
1: it. Right. Clay's contract is coming up. Steph is 38 years old. He's t- like, it off into retirement. Yeah, it's, right. not, it's not like John Elway or someone in like the Super Bowl. Like I win him right. out, you know.
2: Yeah, like Peyton Manning when he won at Denver, like yeah. he was terrible, and he was like, you knew he was done and stuff. Like it, it feels more like as as you mentioned, it feels more like Tom Brady, where it's like, yeah, they're old, they're old, and they love each other, but it's also shit. Can they win another one after this? Can they get back to it? it and we're not it, we're not saying
1: that they're going. It to. It does just like, feel like it, feels it like it feels like they're this won't be the last we hear from them.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.
4: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on the old man. And the three make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to the old man and the three ad free on Wondery plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Enough about that, because we're going to have all off season to do this. Mm. There's a game tonight. Mm. There is a game tonight. So I want to, I want to start with you here. And by the way, yes, guys, we will be on Spotify live post game. Uh, And if they win, it will be one for the record books. If they do close out tonight, it will be one for the record books. Um, Do you think there's anything the Warriors need to be on the lookout for, for Boston to do this game? Because to me, it feels like there's not that many adjustments schematically that could be made. Once you get to game six, you know who the other team is, and it's it's more about like execution than like you know running a new secret play or like something like that. Uh, two things that I think uh, Boston could do I don't know if it's
2: possible, but I think that they could do. Um, I don't think there's any tricks. Number one is can you play Robert Williams 35 minutes? Can you how play was, Robert? How o- does he
1: o- feel waking up this morning? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, like, can he
2: play because he played 30 minutes. And it never feels like he's playing enough. So can he do that? I know every time he's on the floor, things get incre- incredibly difficult for the Warriors, um, especially offensively. And then number two, can they just get hot from three? They got hot from three in game five, and they just, they made eight or nine in a row, whatever it was, and then they got cold before that, and they got cold after that. Uh, can they just make 16 threes in a single game? Uh and that goes for the Warriors, too. It's like the Warriors are shooting so poorly. They should have a game here that they should make 23s, right? But I think both game teams are so nine. tired. I just think they're so tired that that's not going to be possible. But I think that's the adjust. That's not an adjustment. That's just, can Boston do that? Can they just make all those threes? If they do, this, this might go game seven. But also, if they do, what if the Warriors make 15 threes? Because shouldn't it be time that the Warriors make those threes, too? So, I, I think those are the things that I'm looking out for tonight.
1: Yeah, as a team, the Warriors are thirty five point six percent in the series, which is not bad. But if you take Steph, if you take Steph away from it, it's uh, it's a lot of bricks. Clay's Clay Clay's not hitting shots for most of the series. Uh, Wiggins hasn't hit outside shots, and yeah. Although Clay did hit five threes in Game Five, and that brings up my other thing. I'm curious to see does Boston go with the Game Four defense, which was uh, Steph beat us because we're taking everyone else away. Or are they going to go with the game five defense, which is we're taking Steph away and daring other people to beat us? Um, I don't know which way they're leaning on this one. I kind of feel like they're better when they dare Steph to go for 50 than, um, you know, being one of those teams who throws multiple bodies at Steph and like dares Wiggins and Clay and those guys to beat him. Yeah, I would be interested to see. what I, I was I
2: was laughing because Emil Duda was saying how they they were comfortable playing Steph the the way they were playing Steph through four games, and then game five they didn't you know all out blitz them, and it yeah. wasn't like the Toronto Raptors kind kind of thing. It wasn't like a Tyronn Lue defense, but it was obvious that they were saying, "Hey, we're not going to let Steph." Absolutely, get open shots like they did. The, it's not that they were open actually, but like we just weren't going to give them any breathing room. So we we're going to just play them one on one and let him do his thing. Yeah, I thought Steph. I, I re watched the game a couple times. Like Steph was good in game he five. Good. He was good handling the ball, he was good passing the ball, over. didn't turn the ball over. The only thing he was bad at was just, just couldn't make a freaking three. Like that's the only thing. So even if Boston plays that defense again, I think Steph will be fine. Like he might not go for 43. Uh, just because no. they might not just let him do that but if he just makes four threes like he just goes four for nine he'll get 30 points and they'll win that game so i don't really know what boston can do but you're right like andrew wiggins is gonna have to make some threes because i i do think boston's going to make they'll probably make 12 13 threes 12 13 14 threes can the warriors can the warriors come back and and make that and, and kind of um, um, stop the bleeding with the with the shooting that they're going to have? Because they just haven't shot as well as we thought, and that could be a myriad of reasons. I mean, at some point, regression is going to happen. We hope for that to happen all in one game.
1: Yeah, for me, the only thing that really matters, not the only thing, but the main thing that matters in this game is rebounding and turnovers. You mentioned Steph played a good game. Steph had one turnover. One turnover, that's the reason they won the game. Um, the Warriors, as a team, turned it over six total times. Draymond only had two which is always if Draymond's under two that's great uh on the flip side you know the J the Jays had a combined nine Marcus Smart added four on top of that that's 13 that 18 is a team um this is kind of two grinded out teams playing so yeah take care of the ball don't give live ball turnovers that's really what it comes down to and Throughout this series, the Warriors have been much better at taking care of the ball than Boston. Yeah, they've I know the Wa- better. I know the Warriors like to turn the ball over. We've seen that eight times in a row, or eight years in a row, sorry. But it's, they're, they're objectively the better team at taking care of the Rock this game. Um, the other one's rebounding. Uh, we all remember game three. That's why you bring up Robert Williams. But, like, yeah, when Boston's had success, Robert Williams and Co have, like, owned the paint. And the Warriors fought back, like, particularly Wiggins. He got He got all the credit and he deserves it because he I've never seen him rebound like he did the last two games. He deserves that. Uh, But the Warriors need to continue rebounding the ball because that's the other way Boston can overcome their turnovers by having like a 15-rebound edge.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I'm with you. Um, With with the turnovers, it feels like the Warriors
1: have also... They haven't figured
2: out Boston's defense. They haven't because they're still not scoring well enough against that defense. But I will say, in terms of turnovers, they figured it out. I, I don't feel that the Warriors feel Boston and that pressure as much as they did against like Memphis, for example, across six games where you always thought Memphis was just a couple pick sixes away from kind of turning the game apart. Right. And it, it always yeah. felt a little bit different for some reason. Now I, I think Memphis is a little bit more. Yeah, they gamble a little more. Yeah. They gamble, right. They're not as smart. It feels like Boston's defense is really smart, but at the same time, Brown and Jalen Tatum, those wing guys, they're so tired from having to play offense for 45 minutes a game that I don't think they have the energy to be gambling on defense, not in round four, not, not in mid June. So I like to think that's what's helping the Warriors too, outside of the fact that just, have we seen Draymond had a bad turnover uh, two, three times in a row yet in the past couple of games? Like that's, what's been really good is that every time, Dray, every time Draymond's been running down the court, he's actually making good passes. So I just, I, I, I think that's part of it too. Like the, the turnovers, I think the warriors are figuring out the defense to where like, Hey, we can get good shots. If we don't make it, we don't make it, but we're not going to tur- We're not just going to throw the ball away like we did uh, uh, like against Memphis who was a similar, I think defense.
1: Yeah. Um, it's also worth noting. Part of that is Boston plays six guys, seven guys, maybe uh, Memphis played 11 or 12. It's a lot easier to, to bring intensity and, you know, kind of, Throw yourself around when you're playing 20 minutes, not 45 minutes. Last game, uh, Jason Tatum 45 minutes, oh. Jalen Brown 44 minutes, Marcus Smart 40 minutes. You know, it's just like there's there's a reality that comes. It's a finals. It is what it is. But like there are costs to that, right? They they
2: were they were not. I mean, Jason Tatum was airballing and Wiggins great contest, right? Great defense, but he was airballing mid range jump shots. Like you're not. You're not bad enough to where you should be doing that. And that's where, that's not an excuse. That's not luck. That's that's the Warriors doing very well getting to where they are without having to go to two game seven series. And also Steve Kerr will refuse to start the fourth quarter <laughs> with Steph, right? How many times have we asked Steph to start the fourth quarter and, and it doesn't happen and Steph comes back and his legs look great, I thought, down the stretch of the fourth quarter. And that's why they closed the game. That's the other thing that I would look out for too. Is it going to be a close game in game six? And is Boston going to figure out how to close a close game? in game 6 cuz they haven't done so yet. The two games that they've won in game 1, they essentially blew the Warriors doors off and kind of shook them in that fourth quarter. Yeah, they were up they were up 10 down the stretch and the Warriors never really got back into it. Yep. So Game 3 they dominated pretty much the whole game, right? So when you talk about close games, the last two games were pretty close. They were 5-point games with 5 minutes to go. They were both close games. And both games the the Warriors essentially dragged them across the finish line by being more experienced, being more energized down the stretch. So I would be curious to see if it's a six-point game tonight. Who's going to be more fresh? I just I don't believe that's going to be Boston. It just we haven't seen that to be true so far.
1: Last question: Who's the X factor tonight for you? <laughs> um, man,
2: I I just I I don't know if he's an X factor. I'm going to duck the question a little bit, but I would love to see. I just would love to see Steph Curry uh, have one of those Steph Curry games to clinch a championship. Um, I know they can win with him just going 25-8-5, and five, something like that, right? Solid game. He's getting blitzed at a half court, all that stuff. But it would be pretty cool to see him make seven threes and close out the series in Boston after what he did game four. I don't need a remake of that game, but it would be pretty cool to have that happen.
1: That would be cool. I'm going to throw it out there. Game six, Clay. Why not? He's had kind of an up and down series. Feels like a night in which he can just shut this whole thing up. You know, Steph's been the best player all series. Wiggins came through and they needed a second guy. Tonight's the night that Clay should come through, have seven, eight, threes, champions. Alright. We'll see you guys after the game.